Leading up to UFC 257, it already appears we could be seeing one of the biggest fights of the year. And if you believe the reports from Dana White in the UFC, it already is. But the real question is, is McGregor still in it? One of the most common comments we get on this channel is that people want to see the 2016 version of Conor. You know, the guy who sparked out Eddie Alvarez in two rounds, the guy who was holding the hopes of a whole nation on his shoulders, and a man whose insatiable hunger wouldn't subside until he got revenge. Today I'll look to answer that by taking a magnifying glass to his camp and looking at the new and old faces that he has along for the ride. I'm Peter Carroll for MMA on Point, and today I'll be giving you an in-depth look at Conor McGregor's UFC 2 COVID-19 restrictions in Ireland made Conor McGregor's UFC 257 camp one of the most unique of his career. From Dublin, Ireland to Lagos, Portugal, back to Dublin and then on to Dubai before his final voyage to Abu Dhabi, lockdown restrictions have forced McGregor's team to be more flexible than ever. With the Irish man taking a firm stance publicly on lockdown restrictions, True lockdown must begin and it must begin now. As well as donating over 1 million euros to hospitals at the heart of Ireland's COVID struggle, it was no surprise that we have to base his camp in other countries. Before his rematch with Dustin Poirier was even made official, McGregor already had begun preparations. In late 2020, we found out that the Dubliner had moved his camp away from the familiar backdrop of the Irish capital. However, it wasn't in a completely new environment that the former champ champ found his initial base camp. McGregor usually used an assortment of gyms including SBG HQ, SBG NACE and Crumlin Boxing Gym when he is preparing for fights. Yet the Irish government's announcement that it would move the country into a top tier level 5 lockdown meant all gyms were forced to close as of midnight October 21st. At the beginning of November, several UK tabloids, including The Sun and The Daily Mail, reported that McGregor had began a camp in the Algarve of Portugal, which was later confirmed when camp members began posting on social media from the location. While Ireland was in the midst of various lockdowns right up until December 1st, the restrictions in Lagos were far more relaxed, with a huge amount of restaurants remaining open to support the camp in between training sessions. According to the Mail, McGregor is spending lockdown on a luxury £10,000 a week beachfront villa in the Algarve. The multi-millionaire MMA fighter has splashed out to stay in the stunning £1 million mansion with views of the Atlantic with his fiancée, Dee Devlin. McGregor is basing his training out of coach and training partner Colin Byrne's gym, the Shinobi MMA Academy. Byrne is the joint creator of the McGregor Fast Program along with Dr. Julian Dalby, both of whom emerged as prominent members of McGregor's camp when they were tasked with increasing his output ahead of his rematch with Nate Diaz at UFC 202. They have been ever-present in McGregor's camp since. No stranger to the location, McGregor has been known to frequent Burns Algarve facility. Following his sensational UFC debut win over Marcus Brimage, the young Dubliner visited the facility for a training holiday. Although his partner Dee Devlin was the only person who joined him on the trip in 2013, this time, unsurprisingly, he has a far more substantial team around him. After six weeks in Lagos, McGregor broke the camp up in mid-December so the team could return home to enjoy Christmas festivities with their families. Even though it would only result in a few short weeks at home, McGregor saw to it that a purpose-built facility, including a full-sized octagon, was created on his property. Coaches and sparring partners came and went from the facility for training sessions. In the first week of January, everyone involved in the camp, from coaches to sparring partners, underwent COVID-19 tests. Thankfully, 
All the tests came back negative and the team was able to embark on their final flight to Dubai before they finally arrive on site for UFC 257 in Abu Dhabi. Now that we've discussed the various locations that McGregor's preparations took place in, let's take a look at some of the characters involved in the camp. McGregor being at the helm of his own camp was a big talking point ahead of his return to action against Donald Cerrone at the beginning of 2020. SPG head coach John Kavanagh drew a lot of attention when he gave insights on the setup in an interview with the MacLife, suggesting that McGregor was his own head coach. With, with Connor's fight IQ, with Connor's understanding of the game, this training camp is about all of us getting out of his way. Provide him an environment where he can have different looks, different feels and, and support him where he wants the training camp to go and intensities and, and listening to him where he has days where he wants to push hard and days where he, he wants to slow down. So not so much about, you know, us coaches sitting down a game plan and then filling Connor in. I don't know it's more about fighting than the rest of us put together. Although media and fans were baffled by the comments, it produced a winning formula in January. Reports from his 257 camp suggest the same structure remains, with McGregor remaining as the key shot caller in the camp. Before I continue, I should probably get this out of the way now. Unfortunately for everyone, the camp has not seen the return of pool noodle and movement master Ido Portal. We can only pray that he someday returns to our wonderful sport. As I previously mentioned, McGregor's conditioning team of Byrne and Dr. Dalby have been some of the most senior coaches in the camp since UFC 202. The Irishman's cardio has become a key focus for a number of years and his physical condition has been one of the major talking points ahead of this second clash with Poirier. SPG head coach John Kavanagh has been a mainstay in this camp from day one. While there were some rumours of a rift between the two following McGregor's defeat to Habib Nurmagomedov, they seem to be in a stronger place since getting the band back together for the Cerrone camp. Owen Roddy, a legendary Irish MMA competitor head coach of SBG Charlestown has also become a part of the furniture in McGregor camps. Ruddy is known for the intense striking routines he puts McGregor through and famously was the head coach for the Mayweather boxing bout. The legend goes that Ruddy was the first professional MMA fighter McGregor ever encountered when he first rocked through the doors of SBG. Head SBG wrestling coach and SBG nace head coach Sergei Pekulski is considered to be one of the top wrestling coaches in Ireland. Originally from Moldova, he has a lifetime of experience, including a seven-year tenure with the national wrestling team in Moldova. He is also credited with bringing a lot of wrestling talent to SBG, which has been invaluable for the growth of the team. Tristan Kennedy is the nutritionist tasked with keeping the team fueled. Working with the Notorious for the past two years, the Lockhart and Leith protege has been a key ingredient in getting McGregor into the best shape of his life, as he told ESPN recently. Philip Sutcliffe was McGregor's first ever coach in combat sports. The two-time Olympian is a revered boxing mind in Ireland and is the head coach of Crumlin Boxing Gym. Sutcliffe came into McGregor's camp ahead of his UFC 246 clash with Donald Cerrone and is now one of the loudest voices in the training room. Sutcliffe has brought fellow Crumlin coaches into the fold with him like Brad Brady who famously lent McGregor 70 euros for his tools when he was starting his plumbing apprenticeship. As well as his own coaching, Sutcliffe brings a host of talented sparring partners into the fold, which we will discuss later. Various injuries and travel restrictions have forced some of McGregor's most familiar training partners from his camp ahead of the Poirier rematch. The Russian hammer, Artem Lobov, had his own fight to prepare for in France, which was subsequently cancelled in December. Dylan Danis underwent a knee surgery that meant he was unable to assist McGregor. Another one of his chief sparring partners, Bellator lightweight Peter Queeley, sustained an injury to his hand that forced him out of his much-anticipated clash with Patricky Pitbull. It also forced him out of the UFC 257 camp. 
Keen Cowley, Lee Hammond and Kosti Nusariov are the most familiar faces in terms of training partners of McGregor's from previous camps. Cowley is a decorated Muay Thai fighter who was held in high regard for his striking ability. He transitioned to MMA in 2017, amassing a record of 2-5 and five, with 6 of the fights taking place under the Brave FC banner. Cowley might be best known to MMA fans for his role in the scenes that took place in Brooklyn where McGregor and several other men attacked a bus full of fighters, including, of course, rival Habib Nurmagomedov. Hammond has been involved in McGregor's camps ever since he was a teenage jiu-jitsu sensation. The Dubliner underlined his MMA potential when he won the 2018 World Championships with IMAF. He's also the first guy to ever pull off a barambolo in MMA competition. That's black magic. Although he is yet to go pro, Hammond has been underlined as a blue-chip prospect by SBG coaches for a number of years. Moldova's Nusariev has been working with McGregor for two years. The Bellator welterweight is 4-0-1 as a professional and is primarily known for his wrestling skill set. Another SPG fighter who is currently signed with Bellator, Italy's Nicola Soli, has been drafted in as a sparring partner for McGregor too. The rangy lightweight currently boasts a record of 3-1-0. As well as the various MMA fighters that have been brought in to work with McGregor, Phil Sutcliffe has continued to bring through young boxing talents to help the Dubliner sharpen his tools ahead of a second date with Poirier. The notorious had a steady stream of boxers come through his training room over the last two camps. And some speculate whether that is a nod to his pursuit of a boxing bout with Manny Pacquiao. That being said, it could all be geared towards his rematch with Poirier, given that it's most likely to play out in the striking exchanges. Waterford pro Dylan Moran has made the most headlines as a training partner of McGregor's this time around after finding himself in the crosshairs of YouTuber and knockout sensation. Jake Paul. After McGregor praised the 15-1 pro on social media, Paul lambasted Morin and posted a video of his sole stoppage defeat. McGregor seems to be very happy with the addition of Morin, having praised him as a phenomenally exciting Irish talent. 11-time national champion William Hayden has also been working with McGregor for his UFC 257 camp. Another one of Sutcliffe's students, Hayden travelled to Portugal in November and has also travelled with the team to Dubai to help the UFC lightweight. Often there is a veil of secrecy around McGregor camps, but this time around the team has been far more prevalent in the media in the lead up to the event. Although you always need to take comments from coaches and training partners with a pinch of salt, the fact that they're so approachable bears a stark contrast to the lack of availability ahead of McGregor's UFC 229 bout with Nurmagomedov. The first comments made from McGregor's UFC 257 team came from Owen Roddy's appearance on The Bash, a podcast I host with the great Niall McGrath. Roddy gave a great insight into how McGregor looked during preparations. Honest to God, just a fucking stone cold killer, man. He's, he's in the best shapes I've, I've ever seen him in my, my entire life. You know, the doc and, and, and Colin have been just walking tirelessly. He's like a, a very finely tuned machine and you can see it. Sutcliffe underlined McGregor's physicality as one of the most noticeable things about the former champion throughout the camp. Look at the shape of Colin now from the start. The way, the way he was, he's, he's like, he's like a machine. He's like one of them machines, like in the cartoons. His body's like a machine, like, and he puts his body through rigorous training sessions, right, to, to keep it like that. Remarking on his sparring sessions with McGregor in an interview with Irishboxing.com, Moran described his fellow Irishman as the Michael Jordan of his generation. The sparring was great, really exciting stuff, the two of us really gelled. It was a high pace and great work. It was that kind of sparring that everyone was clapping at the end of it. Having covered McGregor's career for longer than anyone else in MMA, this feels as close to a prime McGregor as possible despite the difficulties COVID presented during this camp. 
A camp that spanned three countries shows how much being in good condition meant to the Notorious and the additions of many new sparring partners shows his determination to keep challenging himself. The fact that he went out of his way to build a facility beside his house for his two-week return to Ireland over the Christmas is just another indicator to how seriously he is taking Poirier. You can see it in the interviews from his camp too. His coaches and sparring partners are brimming with confidence and although that is always the case, you couldn't feel that same energy coming from them ahead of the Nurmagomedov fight. Without a doubt, it feels as though McGregor is more focused than he has been in a long time. It also feels like he's building on a foundation that was put in place in the lead up to the Cerrone fight. Well, I wouldn't promise anyone will see a repeat of the 2016 performance against Alvarez, one of the greatest performances in the history of the UFC in my opinion. I'm pretty sure we're going to see the best version of Conor that he possibly can be in 2021. Whether that will be enough to defeat Dustin Poirier for a second time, we're going to have to wait and see. Big thanks to Max Randall for editing this video. You can follow him on at Max underscore Randall on Twitter. Another massive thank you to Ben Rosette for the intro music. You can check out some of his tunes by clicking the link in the description. Catch the latest updates on his Instagram and Twitter page at Ben Rosette. As always, we appreciate the consumption of our wonderful content. Please like and subscribe. We upload three dazzling videos per week to keep you on your toes. So please hit us up in the comment section to tell us how you feel. You can also join our Discord channel, the link for which is in the description. I really hope you enjoyed the video this week. Slán August Bannacht. <laughs>